The Green Bay Packers hired a defensive coordinator no one saw coming. Someone we didn't even know they had hired. Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley. We are going to break down this shocker of a hire live on YouTube. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Our defensive coordinator live stream brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post that job for free. Terms and conditions do, of course, apply. The Packers shocked the NFL world, their fans, the media, everyone by going off the board and hiring Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley. At first glance, you go, I'm sorry, whomst? They they did what? Okay. Now, you locked on Packers listener. I know you've been hanging out with us this last week. What did we talk about this Packers organization needing? Young coach. He's 44. Hire the coach, not the scheme. He's coached in college. He's coached in the NFL. He coached under Mike Pettin. He coached under Robert Sala. It is a diverse background. They did not bring Jeff Halfley in to play the Fangio style, the Sala style. No, they brought him in to coach his defense to make the adjustments that you have to make when you are an NFL defensive coordinator. And the background is defensive backs. When you look at all of the guys that the Packers hired or or interviewed, the trend is defensive backs. Christian Parker, defensive backs. Now, Bobby Babich, linebackers, but former safeties coach. Denard Wilson, defensive backs. This is a trend. Now, Jeff Halfley's team, they have played different versions of coverage. We don't know what he's going to come in and play right now based on what he's done before. At Ohio State, they played press man. In San Francisco, they don't. The Cleveland Browns, they didn't. They, they certainly played plenty of man coverage. They played press man. But that was also 10 years ago. I don't think we can say for sure he's going to come in and do that. You go back and look at that Mike Pettin coaching staff that he was on in Cleveland. Kyle Shanahan's on that staff. Kevin O'Connell's on that staff. 
Bobby Babich, Justice Mosqueda from APC pointed out, Bobby Babich was on that staff. Aaron Glenn was on that staff. Ryan Downard, who's on this Packers staff, was on that staff. That was a loaded staff. So this is a varied background. And that is, if you're the Packers, you want someone to come in and shake things up a little bit. Be willing to change some things if you think it's necessary. Someone who's itching to get back into the NFL. And the, the I mentioned this the other day. One of the reasons why I was so into hiring Jesse Minter, if they could, they can't. Jim Leonard, if they could, eh, they decided not to. Glenn Schumann, if they could, we don't know if they could. They decided not to, of course. Was the college game had different answers for the way that spread offenses are playing right now in the modern game. And I wanted a coach who had some experience defending those teams. Now, you can say, okay, at Ohio State, they had the best talent. Okay. But they didn't play elite defense the year before Jeff Halfley was at Ohio State. They were the best defense in college football when he was there and then immediately got materially worse when he left. I don't know if that's all him, like Chase Young leaving, Jeff Okuda leaving, that probably had a pretty big impact on what they were doing. But if you go back and look, 2021, they were third in passing yards allowed per game. They were top 30 in the country in total defense, red zone defense, first downs. This is from the BC football website. Paul Bradle tweeted this out. A top, a top 30 defense at Boston College with three stars? This is a lot of the same cases you were going to make for Jim Leonard. You can make for Jeff Halfley, except Halfley also has experience as an NFL coach. What One of the reasons why I was going, you know, these other guys, Denard Wilson and Al Harris and those guys, that was a risk is they've never game-planned a defense. I know it's just a year, halfly at Ohio State, but Ohio State might as well be an NFL program at this point, given the talent there, given everything that they do. And at Boston College, yeah, he's got a, a team of coaches, but preparing your team every week to go out and do battle, that, I think, is pretty good preparation for what you're going to see in the NFL on Sundays. Is he going to have to, you know, adjust back to the NFL game? Yeah, maybe. But this is a guy with 12 years of NFL coaching experience. Broke into the NFL with Greg Schiano in Tampa Bay. But one of the things that I like about Halfley is he goes to San Francisco. That's Jim Tom Sula. That's Chip Kelly. And that 49ers staff, gets fired. Kyle Shanahan gets hired and he survives. He survives. Kyle Shanahan, who was on that Browns team, they come in. They say, Jeff, you're staying. Keep coaching the DBs. Keep doing what you're doing. But we're going to run a different defense, like a materially different defense. Comes in and that defense starts to take off. Sala, the culture, all the things that they're able to bring to bear in San Francisco. He turns that into the D.C. opportunity at Ohio State. They play so well and so impressively that Boston College says, we need that guy. 
that is a pretty good resume overall if we're just going to do blind resumes. The NFL experience, the college coaching experience, the game planning experience, there is a diversity there, a schematic diversity, and he's young. It, it really does check all the boxes. Someone in the chat here, Alpha Buckeye, said, we never recovered losing Halfley at Ohio State. A-plus coach. I actually was just talking to someone who said the same thing about Ohio State, that they, they never quite got back there. So the defensive backs part of this, I, I spoke to a, a league source about a week ago, right after the, the I, don't, I think it was actually right before the Packers fired Joe Barry, was he said they need to hire someone with a defensive back background and then just let this front go hunt. So many of the Packers basically agree. They must agree because they you look at the guys that they brought in, majority of them are passing game-oriented coaches. Briefly here, before we dig into what we think might change, how the how the defense is going to look. The, the Ravens and the Seahawks, part of this, I think threw a little bit of a monkey wrench into all of this. Mike McDonald goes to Seattle. It sounds like he's going to take Zach Orr with him, but Denard Wilson, Anthony Weaver, were they really engaged, involved in the process? It's unclear at this point, but that threw a monkey wrench into all of this. Ajiro Evero didn't get the Seahawks job. Could he have been made available? Maybe, but I think the Packers felt some urgency to do, to make a hire because you're going to maybe at some point run out of guys that you feel like are good candidates if you keep waiting around. Oh, what's going to happen with him? What's going to happen to him? What's going to happen with him? So there certainly was some urgency here. I don't know that that's a good reason to hire someone. I'm not saying they made the hire because they felt desperate. But this is a move that you can see how they got from where they were to this. It is a for sure change. And we're going to talk about what that change is going to look like in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? That's, that's this hire for the Packers. That's how they're feeling about it. That's for sure. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. Hello, what are we talking about here? This is, this is exactly what happened with the Packers. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring's easy when you have that many quality candidates. Packers have plenty of quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You will see this show on there very soon, I'm very sure. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, what are they getting in Jeff Halfley? 
how does this change the defense? Well, the first thing that I think you're going to look at is the front. Ohio State played a four-man front, a base four-man front. The 49ers played and continue to play a base four-man front. Boston College does what most teams in college football do. They play a 4-2-5. It's nickel all the time, but it is a base four-man front. We saw Joe Barry at the end of this year go to some base four-man fronts, some true 4-3 nickel, some 4-2-5. Things that are already happening in college. Jeff Halfley knows how to coach this stuff. That is a key difference right away. Now, you don't have to. Like Nick Bosa doesn't always play with his hand in the dirt, but it's a four-man front. He can, he does, wide nine, let's go. But he'll also, he'll stand up. Lucas Van Ness was made to play in a four-man front. Can stop the run, can rush the passer, will run through your chest. I think this defense was made to play a four-man front. Javon Hargrave, Kenny Clark, that's a, like as one-to-one as it gets. Devontae Wyatt, penetrating three technique, let's go. This has been a four-man front at various points over the years, but I think changing that structure makes sense for this team. Again, you can have your, your hand up. Mike Zimmer played a base four-man front, but Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin felt differently about whether or not they needed their hand in the dirt versus whether they felt comfortable standing up. I think there's going to be enough flexibility here that, that you're going to do what you need to do for the players. In college, it can at times be a, you're going to do what I ask, but it doesn't quite work that way at Ohio State, right? When you've got guys coming in who are five-star recruits, they expect to go to the NFL in two years, they show up and they're not there. To, they're, the, they're there to play football. They're not there to play school. And so I, like he knows how to handle that stuff. Coming from the college game, I, I don't think you're going to come, come in and expect a guy to be this draconian dictator. That stuff just like mostly doesn't work at the college level anymore. Even Nick Saban has had to change his tune on this. Like Dabo Sweeney has, has had to change his tune on this. It's just a different vibe. The coverage is fascinating to me. Because again, Sala, they, play, they certainly play man coverage. Mike Pettin wanted to play man coverage. But Sala, they mix in quarters, cover six, cover eight. They do a lot of different things. Ohio State, they got the dudes. So you just play press man all day. Like, go watch Jeff Okuda in 2019. Unbelievable. There was a reason he was a top five pick. Press man, long physical corners. Like, Carrington Valentine is a press man corner. Eric Stokes is a press man corner. Jair Alexander can play press man. That version of the defense makes sense. And that was that is the best version of any defense we've seen Jeff Halfley coach. And he was the defensive coordinator of that team. Again, yes, I understand a lot of talent. But they had a lot of talent before that. And they had a lot of talent after that. And they did not play quite the same. I think you're going to see a lot of the two high safety stuff stay. I think you'll see more cover too. Press on the outside, squat corners. I love Jair Alexander as a squat corner. 
I love Carrington Valentine as a squat corner. Press and then sink. And get into throwing lanes, undercut routes, have some fun. The quote that's going around, I saw um, Aaron Nagler tweeted it. Troy Andershack put it in the chat. The quote is, love press man, got to be able to play press man. Have to be able to. That's the quote. Have to be able to play press man. That is a wonderful thing to hear. And this is a corner group. Nate Wiggins, Kool-Aid McKinstry. There, there are some press man corners in this class. The kid from Toledo that's blowing up the senior bowl right now. Quinian Mitchell, is that his name? Someone's going to put it in the chat. This, this, is, this is a difference of how you want to play football. By philosophy. We talked a lot. Every day, as we'll remember, we talked a lot about the philosophy of the defensive coordinator and how just changing the approach, whether the scheme is different, it's an approach, it's a philosophy. And that's what you want. That's what you want to be different. Now, what can he bring from the college game? Well, the hashes are, are wider, so it's different. You watch some of these games and you're just sort of like, this doesn't, this isn't, there's nothing here to give you anything about what this is going to look like in the NFL. But part of this is the, the NFL game is borrowing so much of the RPO world and the spread world that the college game has been in for a decade plus that you hope that he's got some new ideas here and that he's been a lot of the things that we talked about with Jim Leonard having to make it work. Boston College is not recruiting like Clemson. They're not recruiting like Florida State. They're not recruiting even in their own conference like North Carolina. They're not getting elite level prospects. So they're having to ham and egg it. Go watch the offense when Zay Flowers was there. That was Jeff Hafley was the coach at Boston College when Zay Flowers was there. Just was the coach. He was the whole offense, but that's all that they could do. That's all that they was. That's all that they were able to be. So what happens when you get to the NFL and now you've got dudes. You've got Jair Alexander on the outside. You've got Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary and Devontae Wyatt and Carl Brooks and all these disruptive interior pieces. We're going to talk about what this means, what, what, what you need to change for this all to work. We're going to talk about that in a second. But this is going to put stress, if you want to live like this, on the middle of your field defenders. Your safeties, your linebackers. They have to be assignment sure. They have to be able to move. They have to be able to chase. And so if you're the Packers, you've got to figure out, do you have the right players for that? And if you don't, how do you alter it? How do you go out and get the, the right players first if you can? And then if you don't have them, based on what you are, based on your roster, how do you go make this work? In a lot of ways, I think the fact that he was at Boston College where you don't have all of that elite talent shows that he, he's got some experience doing that. Putting, making it work. Just... Just make it work. 
One thing I do want to address here, because it's coming up in the chat, and I think it's going to be something that, that we're going to see a lot. Just because you don't know who this guy is doesn't mean it's a bad hire. A lot of you didn't know who Matt LaFleur was. And we talked a lot. Everydayers are probably sick of hearing me say Matt LaFleur needed to go find his Matt LaFleur. This was not a guy who was really on the radar. This was not a guy who everyone was talking about. Matt LaFleur had more heat than that, certainly. Like Matt LaFleur. There were people that were like, yeah, go hire Matt LaFleur. We had Michelle Bruton on right after the hire was made, specifically because she was someone going, bring this guy in. This is um, a situation where the Packers had to go out and find the best coach. And you hope that they did that. We don't know how much the connection to Robert Sala, like he was Robert Sala's assistant five years ago. It seems like, okay, they know each other. I don't think we should just say, oh, this was a crony hire, whatever. Like, okay, if you want to hire a crony, like they did that with Joe Barry. There certainly was like, other, there were Jets coaches you could go hire, 49ers coaches you could go interview and hire. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. So I, I think any cry right now of cronyism is overstated. Pete Thamel reporting um, that some or all of the Packers' current defensive assistant coaches could return um, and did say that Halfley is a longtime friend of Matt LaFleur. Now, Again, that doesn't mean that this is a bad hire, but it doesn't mean it's a good one. You hope that they went out and got the best guy. Like, I don't think Bill Belichick was coming. So I, I want to reserve judgment on all of that. I want to hear from the organization on how they think this changes things. I want to hear from Matt LaFleur, who, you know, they'll, they'll speak at the combine. Maybe they'll do an introductory press conference probably pretty soon about what is going to change and why this was the right guy for the job. You can certainly see the path from how they went from where they were to here without knowing that they were friends. I think even if you go back and look at someone like Joe Barry, like the only reason for Matt LaFleur to have hired Joe Barry because of the bad track record is that he knew Matt LaFleur. That's it. I think there's way more reason to believe this was a good hire and the process here was good than was the case last time. But what is really going to change? What is really going to change here? We're going to finish up our live show talking about that in just a second on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the best way to play daily fantasy sports. It is the biggest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Put two to six players together, their stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. Maybe you're going to be more likely next time Packers season rolls around to put some Packers defensive players in a lineup. You can put together a DFS Super Bowl lineup. Travis Kelsey catches, and uh, Christian McCaffrey catches, and George Kittle passing or receiving yards. That's a lineup. You can put that lineup together and you can win up to 25 times your money. You put the right players together and you hit it. Of course, you got to hit it. You got to be right. That's the whole point of Daily Fantasy. Price picks is that simple. You just put a couple players together and you just got to be right about the stat projection. Decide if you think they're going to produce more or less than the stat projection. That's it. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price picks the number one 
Daily Fantasy Sports app. It is easy. I'm telling you, Daily Fantasy is, is really fun to play, and PrizePix makes it even easier. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, how does this affect the way the Packers move forward here? Well, that is going to depend on if they are going to more closely resemble Ohio State or more closely resemble the 49ers. There's certainly some overlap there. I think the corner room fits. Like, I think this, this pick was made with the idea that he was going to maximize the corners that they already have there. This is a very good fit. Regardless, if they're going to play the 49ers kind of style, if they're going to play more press man, it is a physical corner group. Look at what Richard Sherman was in San Francisco. Sauce Gardner, what they're doing with the Jets right now. They're, they are fundamentally sound and they are going to bring it to you. I just went back and looked. The 2019 season, okay, so the 2020 draft. Chase Young, Ohio State, number two pick. Jeff Okuda, Ohio State, number three pick. Uh, Damon Arnett, who was out of football, like, immediately. The 19th pick. That just tell, I mean, that, that tells you the talent, but it also tells you that he was able to maximize guys that did not go on to have huge NFL success. Jeff Okuda, not exactly a superstar in the NFL. Chase Young, not exactly a superstar in the NFL. Devon Hamilton was a third-round pick. Has not turned into anything particularly special in the NFL. Malik Harrison, a third-round pick. Has not turned into anything particularly special in the NFL. Jordan Fuller, nice pick, by the way. Jordan Fuller played for Jeff Halfley at Ohio State. And has been a nice player for the Rams, a, a stabilizing player for the Rams in a lot of ways. So, kind of, kind of like that one. They were second in the NFL draft that year in Ohio State Buckeyes in in total players taken. How much does this four man front idea change what the Packers want to be? Well, they've already preferred bigger edge players. Rashawn Gary is already two sixty five, two seventy. Preston Smith, two seventy five. Lucas Van Ness. 275. Kings leaning Barre, he's 6'5", 260, 255, but, but is a thick, he's not some like skinny Leonard Floyd type outside linebacker, 3-4 guy. So I don't think there's a huge um, disparity there. And then you look at Kobe Wooden, like I think Kobe Wooden fits better in a defense like this than in a base 3-4 front. I think Kenny Clark fits better. Devontae Wyatt fits better. This front fits better. The big difference, I think, is the linebackers. 
Look at the linebackers the Jets have. Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley, the linebackers they had in San Francisco. I mentioned Malik Harris in Ohio State. Elite athletes. You have to have those athletes to make this defense work. I just don't think Devondre... I think Devondre Campbell was probably not going to be long for this world anyway in Green Bay. I think this makes it all the more urgent to make a change there. Now, Isaiah McDuffie played at Boston College. I don't know if that's enough to get him the man, the, the job. If he's the man for the job, I think that they are going to take a linebacker early in this draft in the top 100 picks. You have to, if you're going to play a 4-2-5 as a base front, your linebackers have to be able to play. They have to be able to move. They have to be able to cover. And defensively, you have to have safeties. They don't need to be high-level playmakers. They need to be guys like Jordan Fuller who are just going to be in the right places at the right times. So, what does that mean for Darnell Savage? If you go back and you think about the Mike Patton version of this defense, that was the best version of Darnell Savage. When he's playing from the deep half and can come rob the middle of the field, that was where he was at his best as a playmaker. I think there is a place for him in this defense. I, I think maybe less Jonathan Owens, Rudy Ford, but we'll see. We'll see. Anthony Johnson Jr. going to remain here. The corner room is, is, is fine. If you're going to play small, you need to have the space eaters in the middle and you need to have linebackers who can take on blocks. Have to, have to, have to. So Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker are both kind of move players. You need guys that are either going to be able to shoot gaps in the run game or get off blocks in the run game. So someone like Quincy Williams in, in New York, he can do both. He will shoot gaps and just get downhill and make plays. That's, that's where Isaiah McDuffie has been really good. Quay Walker, not really so much. Devondre Campbell, really better in, better in coverage, or at least historically better in coverage. Running with guys, stringing plays out, making plays, eating up space. I think this defensive front is in a really good spot. I think this is a this is a really good place for someone like think think of the the defensive lineman in New York in San Francisco. Nick Bosa is 265. Eric Armstead is 300 pounds. Plays a little on the edge, plays a little on the interior. They bring in Carl Lawson in New York. They they bring in Jermaine Johnson Jr., who's a 265, 270 pound player. It's not just speed and bend the edge. Now, they did have that last year with, with, with Huff. And I think it would be nice to have a guy like that. I said that last year. I think it would be nice to have a speed off the edge kind of guy. But the reality is, this is a good fit for the cornerback room, which is what you needed it to be. It doesn't sound like there's going to be a ton of staff changes. You hope that that means, okay, everyone is on board with this. He's a tenured enough guy. It's not Christian Parker walking in, 32 years old. Hey, guys, I used to work here. So Jerry Montgomery is pissed and Kirk Olivadotti is pissed and all these internal guys are pissed. I think this is I think this is going to be something where you have the fit for this coach. 
I don't know that Joe Barry was was the perfect fit. I think they wanted to keep some Vic Fangio stuff alive, but that's not what Mike Patton was. There's enough here. Robert Sala took that Vic Fangio stuff and advanced it a little bit, changed it a little bit. It became its own thing. I think Matt LaFleur needs to continue to be a part of what they're doing defensively. Because clearly some of the, the decisions that he made, some of the changes and the tweaks that he made impacted this team in, in a positive way down the stretch. Some of these five-man fronts, more man coverage. You're not gonna, I don't think you're gonna have any problems playing man coverage in this defense. I think that's what this defense is going to want to be. That's going to want to be who they are, what they hang their hat on. And I'm excited to see what wrinkles he brings. Again, young. Collegiate game. They hired the coach, not the scheme. Yes, he knows Matt LaFleur. Yes, they go way back. That doesn't mean it's a bad hire. Kyle Shanahan knew Robert Sala going way back. That worked out awesome for the 49ers. Andy Reid, new Steve Spagnolo going way back, a failed former head coach. That worked out. That has worked out awesome for them. So I'm going to reserve judgment on the crony hire issue that I think a lot of people are going to have. And we're going to have a lot more to talk about with this hire, what it means moving forward. We're going to hear from Brian Goodikins on Friday. I assume we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur and, and the defensive coordinator himself in the next week, two weeks, whatever it is. So we'll be back tomorrow. A lot more to come here on Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Go follow Locked on Packers on Twitter, on Instagram. We're on TikTok now. Let's go. Clips on TikTok. We're having a lot of fun on TikTok. I have to be honest. We're having a lot of fun on TikTok. So Locked on Packers on Instagram, Locked on Packers on TikTok, Locked on Packers on Facebook, on, on Twitter, all of those places. They're all here so you can stay Locked on Packers.